Oh, that's oh, that was that, the, that was Norm's fault. I don't even know what happened there, but we're just we're just gonna keep. Hold on, just hold on. Here we go. Was, I don't even know what I did wrong there. Get the slow mo shades. Going. Yeah. I like that, Rocky. I like that. Intimidators. What is going on, everybody? Oh, there's a little hot there coming in from Norm. It is another episode of Scurvy City. However, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you've been on pins and needles waiting for this. I've teased it for several weeks now that we're going to do a NASCAR three left turns and don't make a right podcast. And that is where we are today. I am so excited. I have got an expert and then another expert and then you've got Norm. (laughs) So if you're looking to learn a lot about NASCAR and you hear me speaking, you know that you're probably in the wrong place if you're taking your advice NASCAR-wise from Norm. But I do have Rocky McNabb, sponsored by McNabb Roofing, Hmm. in the house today. Mm -hmm. And then I also have John Cobb, sponsored by John Cobb. So that is very exciting as well. Uh, John, why don't you introduce yourself? Because you're you're virtual, and I'm looking at Rocky. So it's easier for me to go to you first and then go to Rocky that I'm looking to. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, You know, I've I've known you guys for quite a while. Really excited about getting a chance to do this. Hey, we're excited because, as Rocky said, you know a lot about this, and Rocky knows a lot as well, and I'm just here for pure entertainment while I'm touching things and making noises. So, that's where we're at. Rocky, how are you doing today? Are you excited to be here? Are you, have you got your NASCAR stuff on? You've got your Intimidators on? You got the gargoyles on, yep. Yep. I'm excited to be here, Norm. Thanks for having us. Uh, we're fresh off a live D. White Yoakum concert, so I've got that going through my blood right now. And uh, we're just going to rock and roll. Well, I played ZZ Top, not Dwight Yoakam. So maybe I'll throw Dwight as our and extra, outro. Uh-huh. outro. I tried okay. to say extro, cause, but that's incorrect. So it would be that's, outro music. That's Latin, right? I, yes. Yes. <laughs> I know I'm bilingual. <laughs> To a degree. Mm-hmm. Okay. But anyway, so I guess I will lay out our, you know, if this was a Southern Baptist three-port bulletin here, we're going to talk about NASCAR. We'll talk about NASCAR some more, and then we'll sprinkle in some other stuff if that works for you all. I think I had like two or three questions, but I think we'll just go as it goes. So I'll, I'll do this. Cobb, why don't you give the listeners out there that don't know John, John Cobb, give us your background or soiree as you would into the NASCAR thing. I think at one point in time, you were a dirt car racer like Rocky. You did the oval track scene. Maybe you did go-karts over in Europe uh, with the Formula One guys. And then now you've graduated to that. So just, just give us a little background so everyone knows how educated you are when it comes to turning left in a NASCAR mobile? Well, um, you know, my first race that I guess I went to was in 1994 at Atlanta Motor Speedway. I was a fan, obviously, before that. Uh, I was 10 years old at that point, and really ever since then, um, that really got me hooked. Then in around 2000, um, got into dirt track racing, uh, raced with Rocky for a good while, um, and just, uh, you know, have just followed NASCAR ever since, um, go to several races a year, um, have spent a lot of time deeper into the sport in the last few years when I have been able to go, um, I've sat on the pit box, of Chase Elliott's a couple of times in the last few years, name, name um, dropping. it's mm-hmm. been, uh, 
it's been, you know, neat experience for sure. Okay. That's pretty, and it, and it should, I should point this out that you and Rocky race together and you're still talking to each other. So that's, that's a good sign. <laughs> I mean, we've not got any, I beat your favorite drivers coming out. None of that. No, that's oh, good. Yeah. So, or maybe it's a good thing we're virtual. So we don't have any fisticuffs flying between the two of you. I don't know. No, we'll, all good. we'll just see. We'll just see how it goes. I, we hardly touched ever. Okay. That's, I mean, yeah, I don't, we, we know how to hold a line. Okay. Unlike some people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, between, uh, Larry Housley and Rocky, um, there was never, I mean, we raced a ton side by side and never a crossword. Okay. okay. Fun times. I just thought Rebin was racing, but th- again, I'm just, I'm just on the outside looking in here. <laughs> I've never, I've never done any of that other than video game stuff. So that's, that's just, that's Norm's escapade. Uh, Rocky, why don't you, why don't you let the folks know? I know you've been on the podcast several times before, but why don't, for those that are new, because I assume that we're going to have a big outreach here as far as this goes, because when you use the word NASCAR and anything, it's just, it brings the people in. Yeah, same as Cobb uh, early on. My dad's watching NASCAR, so I just started watching. And I don't know why, but obviously I love cars. I play with Hot Wheels. Okay. I can remember putting crowns and pencils in a circle and making my own racetrack. And didn't know it then, but looking back, I was actually making the cars apex to corner. And everything. Oh, look at you. So, fancy. I mean, I just, I'm probably like Cobb, too. You just, you're just meant to love that some for some reason. And so whether you're watching it or you're actually doing it on the track, it's very thrilling to watch and then learn most of the aspects of the sport. And here we are now. Okay. Wishing wishing I can get back to it, actually doing it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not too late, Rocky. I feel it's like if, if you or Cobb wanted to, to jump into a car and get going, I think when I was doing a lot of research, because I'm a research guy, when I was looking into starting my own NASCAR team via the <laughs> Netflix show that I watched recently, I think they said it cost about $20 million to operate a NASCAR for a season. Oh, wow. So I feel like that's chump change. We can start a GoFundMe or something along those lines, and we can get one of you two out there, or maybe both of you. We just get both cars, $40 million. Oh, shake and bake. Yeah, and I can I can just I'll do PR and things like that, and that's a great thing. We'll just we'll just start it that way. <laughs> Easy money, Cobb. What do you say? Um, I'm in. Cobb's in. He's in it to win it. Okay, so I guess we've got all that formalities out of the way. I guess I'll ask this question. I'll, I'll open it up to both of you, Rocky. I know it's hard because Cobb's on the thing here, but I'll say who who are you all cheering for? Are you Chevy guys, Ford guys, Toyota guys? Who is your? I know Cobb said Elliot, so I'm assuming he's a Chase, Chase Elliott guy. Just assuming. Hopefully, he's not on any snowboards or skis out there this season, and we'll see him the entire season. That was Chase Elliott that got hurt on a snowboard, right, or skis yeah. or something. Yes. Yeah. Cobb, mm-hmm. were you skiing with him when that incident happened last year? No, I wasn't. Okay. Not. okay. Just, we're, just not that, we're not that. Close. Listen, I heard you say he was in his pit ball. I was just asking. I just was throwing it out there didn't want anybody to you know put anything <laughs> together there uh but well, Cobb, listen who is who are you cheering for in in the 2024 nascar season well uh obviously you know my family owns an app auto parts store so you know that's that's the connection with with elliot um but you know even before that connection you know i ran late models with him a couple of times uh, and you know his dad is definitely you know bill elliot um, just the history behind him. Um, so that's the connection there. But, you know, I've got a lot of favorite drivers. I, I shouldn't say favorite, but a lot of drivers I like. Uh, Ryan Blaney, uh, Ross Chastain. You know, there's there's just a handful, you know, that, that are very likable right now. And I, I just don't think that uh, in the past, you know, 15 years you've really had you know, where you could have a lot of drivers that you liked. Um, but right now, there's just a just a huge, 
selection of, of drivers that have good personalities and are very likable. I'm on board with that. I, I like the watermelon man myself. He's a, he's a crowd favorite as far as Norm goes. I like throwing the watermelon at the end. I like his little loop-de-loo he did a year or two ago. I guess that's coming up on like two years ago, year and a half ago, mm-hmm. around whatever track that was, Martinsville, I think. Yes, mm-hmm. it was Martinsville. Um, so that's, you know, I, I don't want to take away. That's I'm just one guy that I like. Rocky, how about you? Uh, I tend to pull... I'm so old, most of my drivers that I liked have gone now. Okay. <laughs> but, so I, I'm still watching, obviously, and I like, uh, my family was always Chevy people, and so I just tend to keep that in there for old sake time. But really anymore, it doesn't matter make-wise like it used to, but I do it just for uh, nostalgia. Okay. But, yeah, Chase, and and I kind of like Chastain to a degree. I, I'm wanting to see how he progresses, because I... That blew everybody's mind, the Martinsville video game move. I mean, nobody saw that coming, and we'll never see it again. Uh, but I like somebody that's a – you don't have to be rowdy necessarily, but, you know, doesn't just drive and Not say just things a, for like a cookie cutter. Uh, yeah, cookie cutter. Good. Yeah. Or vanilla. Colors outside the lines. Um, but, yeah, I like the – I like Larson pretty good. I like Larson because he – doesn't just do good in NASCAR. He does good on dirt. He does good on basically anything he gets in. And he's doing the double this year. Yes. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing how that goes. It's been a while since we had a double. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm a big Kyle Larson fan. I'm just going to say it. Look, what, look, I'm trying to keep us colored in line. I just don't know <laughs> if I'm a big Kyle Larson fan. I'm just going to say it. That's fine. And since and now we're going to transition into Norm's favorite, I am the villain guy. I'm pro-villain. So I like, I beat your favorite driver. I'm a big Denny Hamlin fan. Now this is, oh, I'm sorry, I got I to gotta stop hitting things. Um, I just like the aspect of the, playing the villain role. And I think NASCAR does a fantastic job of saying, I hate you and I'm going to hate you for whatever reason. And I'm on board for that. So I'm on board for all the Denny Hamlin hate. He drives a Toyota. You can hate on that. I think that's just where Norm's at. I, will he win anything? I don't know. Maybe. It, what confuses me also about Denny Hamlin, and this is Norm's ADHD brain, is how he owns a team and still drives for another team. That just baffles my mind. So if either one of you can explain that to how that's a thing and allowed, you can. But I'm just, it, it makes me scratch my head. Yeah, well, Cobb can elaborate probably better than I can, but that's one of the things that makes NASCAR different from stick and ball sports. You can play in the game, but also own another team yep. at the same time. But really... It's his team, uh, along with Michael Jordan, we should say. Yep. Big Dame right there. Yeah, I know, yeah. He's not got um, any money or anything. <laughs> but they, you know, they, I guess they align with Joe Gibbs racing, which is all the Toyotas. And so they just, the more cars you got, the more information you got coming yep. in. And I don't know, what, you got anything else to add, Cobb? Well, I mean, you know, there's got to be a lot of moving parts behind that that, that we don't know. Mm-hmm. But it, it obviously, both of them being with Toyota, and you know the them having the alliance with Toyota in 2311 I just don't think that that it could be a possibility you know if, if one was running Chevrolet and the other running Toyota I think it it sort of to me seems as if it's almost like a fifth and sixth car for Joe Gibbs racing yeah uh, more so than anything you know that's that's the reason it works NASCAR um, still limits to a team to four cars, right? Yes. Technically. Yes, it's still four cars. So, yeah, that's a way of getting around that almost. Oh. <laughs> exactly, it's a, it's a yeah. loophole. NASCAR's good on their loopholes. I'm glad you have pointed that out to me. I had no idea. I just thought you could have 20 cars if you wanted it. I don't know. That's, that's his Norm's lack of expertise to NASCAR. Yeah. 
And, and that's why you two are here, to fill in the gaps <laughs> so you don't just take Normandy's word for what he's doing here. Right, there you go. So, but yeah, Denny Hamlin, I guess you could say is my, I, he's not my guy. I, I just am here for the entertainment factor of Denny Hamlin. What, I'll say that much. What do you think about Hamlin, Cobb? Well, and you can that's, hate him. That's a tough one because I actually was a big Hamlin fan for years. Yeah. And he, he, man, just in the last four or five years, he, he's just got to where the point I can't even stand him. Okay. And I, like I used it. to just love him. Yeah. And I mean, he's just, He's just such a whiner, okay. and you know he 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 wants everybody to to race him differently than he races them, and it's just that to me, I think that you know us coming from racing ourselves, that's just not how it works. Yeah. You know, you have to earn respect to get respect, and he doesn't give the same respect that he expects from everyone, and that just to me just that's just not how it flies. That's that's what I told Norm the other day is uh, the whininess is what gets me personally. Like, if you're going to race one way, just do it, but don't whine about the other guys as well. Uh, I mean, I, don't, I mean, you all are calling out my favorite driver here that I've really had allegiance <laughs> to for about a week and a half now. I'm just, There's nothing wrong with being a Hammond fan. Let me go ahead and say that. that's well, what I like about NASCAR, too, and any sport, really. That's true. We don't have to like each other. I just, I just like when people boo him. I guess it was the Bristol race last year. Everybody's boo- That's what I like. I like the hatred. It just, I feel like, and Cobb, you, you, we don't, me and Cobb don't talk as much as me and Rocky do, but like, I, I, my background to this is I started watching Drive to Survive on Netflix and got back into Formula One after not watching it for like 30 something years. And it's, it's not my sport, but I keep up with it more than I do NASCAR. And I've harped on NASCAR for not having some kind of social media presence. And if you've not watched the Netflix, thing that Dale Earnhardt Jr. did it's great I feel like they need to do this from now until forever because where they have really shined on giving you a background on like the sport as a whole how it goes all these rules and stuff where drives or survive just assumes you're smart because you like Formula One and just throw you into the weeds with all this stuff that you don't know and all the drama stuff is not fabricated with NASCAR because you've got these guys like Denny Hamlin that just cry a bunch or Joey Logano that gets upset because he wrecked you, but you can't wreck him. All this stuff is just natural in NASCAR where in Formula One, it's not. Everybody loves everybody and you got to kind of fake everything. So that is why Norm likes Denny Hamlin because everybody hates him and I think he's the, he plays the villain card. <laughs> I'm trying to make you all appreciate me for my Denny Hamlin love at the moment. This is what I'm doing. Uh, no, I understand. No, I, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I I completely understand it entirely. It's just you know, to me and and my racing background, it's just it's just not natural. Well, yeah, I, if you were racing that guy locally, you would not like him. Okay, that's fair so enough. It, so fair it translates enough. to what, what you're watching on NASCAR. And, but I will say, uh, he can drive, and he's he's proved he's won he's won I a mean, lot of he's races. He's won a lot. He's just not won the big thing. That's right. From the well, whatever right. he's won like fifty some odd races. Yeah. Which I guess is yeah, a, he's, a lot. He's no doubt. He's a he's a first round, you know, Hall of Famer. As soon as he's up for the ballot, he'll be in the Hall of Fame. There's no doubt. I'm not taking anything away from his talents. It's just the attitude for me. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's okay. It. Hey, look, we, we're all different people. We can have different opinions. It's I'll, fine. I'll I say, won't. I won't fisticuffs anybody over this. <laughs> we might. Okay. No, no, that's no. fine. That's fine. He did take a lot of heat off Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch used to play that role. Yeah. Yeah. And. Yep. For the same type of things, he could drive the wheels off a car and still can, but he would just say things that would get under your skin, mm. Okay, I think. 
Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I will. I will keep my Denny Hamlin love to a minimum on this going forward. No, let it fly, man. No, I can't. I'm, I'm not going to go buy a Denny Hamlin shirt. Also, speaking of Denny, it's so confusing to me because when I grew up, and we're all roughly the same age. Everybody drove the same sponsored car year round. And when they changed the number, I don't have a clue who's who out there anymore. Like you don't, nobody drives the same sponsorship all year long. It's very confusing. So if someone could explain that to me, why? I mean, I get it. It's a money thing. It's, it goes on to that. There's not, NASCAR doesn't have as many viewers. There's not as many butts in the seat. I get all that. But can we not just have the same maybe mm-hmm. color scheme? throughout the year so i'm not going who's who and i gotta watch for 30 minutes as the ticker wheel goes by to find out where somebody's racing it would be nice but just unfortunately that's not where we are money wise okay Okay. uh i think sponsors had more money to throw around back then and it didn't cost as much to race either well and 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 my biggest point of contention with nascar is you could find like with whatever race you're looking for you could you could easily find it like now i've got to go through 17 streaming services (laughs) 47 channels and then i've found the race on like usa today plus what's about to get worse yeah (laughs) and it's it's just so confusing to me but that's that's neither here nor there that's a that's a different podcast cobb what do you know about the uh, sponsorship side of nascar and why they have to do so many different sponsors per car now well so i do know um dollars from back in 2001 whenever michael waltrip was driving for Dale Earnhardt Incorporated. Napa Auto Parts was a sponsor for all 36 races. Seems like that was around 14 to 16 million for the entire year to sponsor the car. Currently, Napa is paying around, give or take, a million dollars per race. And they have 26, 25 or 26 races on Chase Elliott's car this season. Jeez. So, yeah, that's not you know. Full, right. He's in, that's not even doing the full No, that's schedule. not even the full thing. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's, it, for a top, for a top car right now, you're looking at 800 to a million dollars a race. I just, my hopes and ambitions of having Scruffy City Sports on the side of a NASCAR, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's gone to the waste. I'm going to have to go to the truck series or the Xfinity series, I guess. Maybe they, they're a little cheaper to get in. The buy-in's a little cheaper for those. Yeah. Maybe I can get Haley Deegan to ride by a name on her car. <laughs> I don't even know if she's racing this year. I'm assuming she is. I think she's got an Xfinity ride, right, Cobb? Yes, yeah, she does, I think. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is she Danica Patrick 2.0? I will say that no. out loud. Okay, she's not. <laughs> she's better or worse than Danica Patrick. Good. Much better. Much I've better. actually seen talent out of her. Okay, that's same. fine. Same that's here. Fine. Okay. I, I hate to see that she didn't perform as well in the trucks because I feel like she might have talent, and either the trucks aren't there or the the her I don't know her knowledge of driving the vehicles is not there. One or the other, but she she has talent, and I don't. Yeah. Look, I hate, I won't even say anything about Danica. <laughs> I'll say it. I hate Danica Patrick. Oh, okay. She is she is a Formula <laughs> One announcer for I don't know what reason. I don't know what she brings to the table other than she's a brunette, and that's it. So I will gladly say that if we could get her off the TV so I don't have to listen to her talk about Formula One cars like she knows what she's talking about, that would be fantastic. That's just Norm's thoughts. Those were Norm. The host of Scruffy City Sports said that. No one else did, so you all are safe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, so there's there's my Haley Deegan, uh, Danica Patrick rant on that. Uh, but anyway, so let's let's get down to some nitty gritty questions that I've got and that I'm just really excited about yeah. asking. Who do you all think? I know last year, I believe it was Chevy and Hendricks Motorsports won the most amount of manufacturer wins last year. With I think it was 18. 
if my memory serves me correct. Who do you all think? Do you think Chevy's going to do that again this year? Do you think Toyota's going to show some signs of life more than they did? Or do you think Ford, the outlier of the other ones, is going to show some progress and move forward and win the most races this year? Cobb, I'll ask you first since you're virtual and Rocky can't see that you're going to answer this first. <laughs> so um, I'm going to say that you're still going to see Chevrolet with the most wins. Um, I just don't think that any other manufacturer, even if they were all on an even playing field, just don't think that the other manufacturers have the depth of talent um, that Chevrolet has right now. Um, Ford, you know, they, Penske is your is your top organization with Ford, and while they did win the championship last year, you know, they're by far the premier Ford organization. Um, You've got, you know, Roush, Fenway, Keselowski, I, I think it is now. Um, that is that is building back. Yeah. And then you've got SHR, but really they were they were not even in the picture last year. No. Um, not even Harvard. Then when you get over, no, no. I mean, they were, they were just, I mean, they were terrible last year. Um, there was a lot of times that the, Front the front row uh, cars were were actually outperforming them. Mm-hmm. Um, then you get over into Toyota, and of course you've got Joe Gibbs Racing, which has got you know huge talent depth. Um, but still, you know, I just think that that the Hendrick lineup is just you've got uh, William Byron, you've got Chase Elliott, you've got. Kyle Larson, which is, um, it, it's not even to me, not even an, in discussion of him not being the greatest of all time when it comes to versatility from one car to another or one track surface type to another. Um, just, I've never seen anyone uh, with the talent that he has to go from, you know, one car to another. To adapt. Or one discipline, yeah, just to adapt, you know, from different surfaces to different cars. Um, I mean, he can I, – I would not be shocked to see him run in the top five at Indy. Um, so, with with that said, you know, I, I just think that Chevrolet is going to be going to be the, the top dog this year. Okay. I like that. Rocky, you, you follow suit on that? Do you have any differing well, opinions on that? Everything Cobb said, I agree with. Uh, the only thing that makes it hard in NASCAR now is the playoff system. Uh, it's if you're on fire at the right time, which Blaney was. Uh, it, you know, you could have been somebody that ran fifteenth to twentieth most of the year and got a, did a few top fives here and a win here and there. But if you <laughs> run that good and at the end of the year, and you obviously run that good at the last race, is what counts. Uh, then. It makes it hard for me to pick. <laughs> no, I, that's understandable. And, and I guess Norm coming to it, and if, if you're not a NASCAR fan, you're listening to this, I would say make the whole playoff system was is really intriguing to me. Like I had not really followed it enough to know that, you know, it's down to the four guys and it's one race. It's not like it's going to be a three race, you know, the best two out of three races. And it's fantastic. I mean, you, you really ramp up the intensity there to put all of your eggs in that one single basket for that last race. And as long as you're consistent – you know, throughout the playoffs, or I guess the whole season to make playoffs and all that stuff. But it just makes it very, very entertaining. 
for me to where you don't you're not it's not just over the course of a whole season you've really got to hone it in on that one singular race to win it all once you get to the, your final four i'll say for me as a racer it's not my bag but i see why they do it from a viewership side yeah if you yeah, just I, like you just said it's it ramps up excitement and whatnot and it's I don't like that one race determines a champion. I could see that. I, I could would, see that. And maybe I would as tweak a, it a little bit myself if it was at least like the best out of three, maybe at least the last three races. I don't know. And I will say that, Norm, coming from a non-racing background, it makes it more entertaining for me. But I could totally understand it. It's like, you know, I equate everything to, as you said, you know, ball and bat ball and stick sports where you know baseball it's a 162 game season every game matters even though half of them really don't and then you get hot in the playoffs you know I, I hate that like you know the Braves are really good and then they suck it up in the playoffs and some one team gets hot but I guess as someone that doesn't have a vested interest like you two do in NASCAR that's more entertaining to me but you know if I was a Chase Elliott fan or a Kyle Larson fan or whoever it is or, or especially Ryan Blaney I, I'm going to be honest with you I didn't even know who that was until I watched the Netflix thing and he won last year. I had no clue. Didn't even know the guy raced anything. And then here he goes, whatever, as far as that goes. And, and boom, he wins the thing. So I could see that. Cobb, what are your feelings on how that goes? Well, you know, I'm I'm with you as far as Blaney. You know, he's always been just kind of a, a quiet, you know, underlying guy. But he's very likable. Um, so, you know, I, I get that. I, I'll say that. I thought about this before, how I don't like the playoff system and racing. But at the same time, we'll sit here and watch playoffs and football and basketball and baseball. And when our team loses, we don't, you know, we just say, oh, well, try again next year. So, I mean, I can't really fault NASCAR for wanting to do the same type thing. Yeah, it was, as far as the playoffs go, you know, I I totally get the, the wanting the excitement. But as a racer, I just would not really like for it to come down like that. So would you all do like a best two out of three with the final four guys? Personally, I would. I don't know about Cobb. I, I would. I would much rather see something like that than than just one final race. I mean, anything, anything can happen. Anything can one happen. Race. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you on that. Okay. That's that, that that answers it for me. We got two different opinions on that, and I, I'm here for it. So that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> there you go. Uh, my next thing, uh, I think I was going to ask, and again, I'm not going in any particular order. Is we asked manufacturers who we thought was going to win there. Who do you all think will make? And then this is a big question. Who do you think will make the final four? Now, granted, we just had this big long playoff thing. Who do you who do you all think, Cobb? And I'll start with you. Are your final four guys to make that playoff at the end of the year? Well, Larson, um, Elliot, unfortunately, Logano. He's he's <laughs> ranks up there with Whoa. with. Uh, Hold, 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 hold on. Okay, name your next one, and then we're going to have a follow-up on the Logano talk here. <laughs> Cobb, this is fantastic. Just um, go ahead. I'm going to say wild card for the fourth, and and I, I'm going to say probably Hamlin. Okay. Um, I mean, he's just, he's solid. I mean, it, I can't, just like Logano, you know, can't take the talent away from him. Okay. Okay, that's fine. Now, what is what is our hate with Logano? Because I I was talking earlier, and I feel like he is kind of a whiny baby as well. So maybe we're going to agree on this. It, it to me, again, non NASCAR guy. I feel like Joey Logano when he came up, he wrecked everyone. He had that Tony Stewart vibe, like he, I've got to man up to what the old Smoke Show, whatever his name used to be, and wreck everyone. And now we're complaining about getting wrecked, even though he did the wrecking beforehand. That about sums it up. Do you think he no, does? No, no, yeah. Okay. Well, he just proved it. 
in the clash. He yeah. Was, he was mad at Ty for doing the same thing that he was doing. I don't know. Now, listen, the clash, I mean, they're racing on an ice skating rink. There's no room to do anything, <laughs> first and foremost. Yeah, so why get mad when you get booted? Exactly. Okay, Cobb, come back to you now. Your, your rebuttal. I was asking you. I'm sorry. Me and Rocky got a little <laughs> excited over here. I'm sorry. I'm, it's just Logano is, is not much different than Hamlin. I mean, he just, you know, in, in all honesty, I think he's probably worse. Um, I mean, he'll just flat run somebody over and then just and then cry about it. So, okay, okay. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, I'm I'm with you on that. So that's fine with me. I need to talk to his hair doctor though. I'm he does have some he, fantastic hair. <laughs> he grew back a whole carpet in a you know it's a month or two. Oh, wow. Okay. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. All right, Rocky. Who do you, who do you think is going to make the the final four? And I I understand there's yeah. lots of variables. A lot can happen. I I get all that. But but that's this fine. is early in the season. This is you know the season starts next week, and we're throwing out something that's going to happen in December of next year. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say Chase Elliott, and I think that because I feel like he rebounds this year. He had a, he had an off year as far as a, a couple things happening. And we might not even talk about that later, but uh, I think he rebounds and gets in. It's hard to not put Larson in. He usually can get hot at any time of the year on different tracks. Yeah, I don't know. Your top two favorites are probably, like he says, Hamlin and Logano. But uh, I might throw a wild card, and this is going to be way wild card, but I'm going to throw Brad Keselowski in. Okay. I like it. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? I mean, I like it. I, honestly, honestly, I mean, that RFK was really trending up towards the end of the year. Yes, um, yes. It's, it's like they, their efforts have finally came together. Exactly. You know, um, there was no doubt that, that Roush, you know, for decades was a premier team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Jack's just, I mean, he's what? He's got to be like 95. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, with Keselowski smart, you know, I've – in the past, not been a huge, huge fan, but, uh, you know, he actually I have kind of grown to like him, you know, with, with in his new role. Yeah. I, I th same here. I feel like he he could be some kind of a – he would throw some comments out every now and then he didn't like, like a Logano. Or, and so I would, just like you, wouldn't necessarily be the biggest fan. Uh, but now it's like he's – trying to rebuild something back to its glory and you're you're following along anticipating and it actually was showing last year he could have won uh what race was that that they had a bad pit stop i forget bristol was it bristol okay but pretty, pretty sure it was bristol i, I could be wrong there but it, i'm pretty sure bristol was no it was texas wasn't it i i was gonna say i think it was a big track yeah i, I think it was texas but to see where it that was team busher it was Busher yeah, that, and Busher. that won Bristol. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I'm sure he was glad his team still won, but you know he really wanted that as a driver. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, definitely on upswing for them. And, you know, every year changes, so you never know if they can keep it going. Well, shoot, they're right there competing for wins weekly. Sorry, gentlemen. Uh, I was, uh, I'm not zoning out. I'm just, uh, uh, we're, <laughs> did we bore you, Norm? We're, no, you're not boring me by any means. Uh, what we're doing for the people that aren't paying attention here is uh, we're about to run out of time on my Zoom. I, they have apparently changed since the last time I did it. What? And yeah, I, yeah, I thought you could do a free account for whatever. So we're buying a monthly subscription here while you all are chit chatting here, uh, just as off the fly. How much is it? Uh, don't worry about it. Right? I think it. we can split that three ways. <laughs> I mean, it's it's less than a cup of coffee. Okay. So it's, you well, know, okay. yeah, you know, so we're good. Uh, if, if Norm had to pick 
one person. We've got two to ten employees. You all are now employed under Scruffy City Sports. Um, right. If Norm had to pick, and this is this is Norm's unfiltered thoughts, because really, if we're if we're being honest here, it's hard for me to name much more than four drivers. So that's <laughs> well, you've already named them. On this, I'm, okay. I'm named four. So you've got Chase Elliott, you've got uh, Ross Chastain. Are we just going to name off all the ones? I think Chase is going to be there. As much as I'm not a, a Larson fan, I do believe he will be there as well. I'm going to throw Denny Hamlin in there. And then I'm going to throw one wild card mix in there. I'm going to say that Martin Truex Jr. figures it out and makes it in the top four. Truex is very capable. It I mean, depends I, on whether he and his team are on the same page. I listen, think. I, this is a wild card to throw out there. Maybe even a Bubba Wallace. I don't know. Maybe you get both. The, maybe you get do a little Denny Hamlin love and... You know, Joe Gibbs, they come together there and make it. I don't know. Norm's listen, I wouldn't I wouldn't run to your betting markets and, and place any bets on DraftKings or fan duels on what Norm just told you. Maybe with with Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson and Denny I feel like that's maybe okay. Martin Triggs Jr., I don't know. I don't know if I go there with that as far as Norm goes. Uh, I I could see it happening. I I was just looking at last year's results and I totally forgot about William Byron. They can get hot at any time. And they showed that last year. This is this is. We'll give you some names here. It's hard no, to get down to four. I'm telling it you, it is. It is, and I keep on mentioning all this stuff over here. And it's, you have any other drivers you you like? At least top eight there, Cobb. Well, you you covered Willie B, um, and then you know Alex Bowman is another one that you know he was in the same scenario as Chase. You know he got injured in the sprint car crash. You know with a fractured vertebrae. Hmm. Um, then you've got um, Cendric. You know, he's he's one that, that while I think that he has underperformed for the equipment he's in, um, I think that he's one that could that could turn the corner. And uh then you've got um Ty Gibbs is another one. You know, he really for a yeah. rookie season, you know, he had a he had an excellent season. Um, had an opportunity to win, you know, a couple of times there and just, just things happened. Yep. Um. Then you've got uh, Tyler Reddick. That's one that that we've not talked about. I feel like um, Reddick had some, you know, spurts of running good last year, and then something would always happen. Yeah, yeah, he did. And then before um, he switched teams, he he had a lot of good runs, in my opinion. Yeah. Then we then we another one we've not really talked much about is Kyle Busch. Oh yeah, Rowdy. Uh, when they when they they come out swinging last year, and I don't know if that was the new car, and people adapting or what, but I thought, oh gosh, they've hit the they've hit it. And they're going to get ten wins. While I was sitting here thinking in my head early on, but then it just didn't, for whatever reason, maybe the rest of the teams ca- caught up or they slacked off one, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, they they have this new car is just so different they have such a small window that it it seems to me like that they've got a hit for the car to be even in the ballpark and if they miss it you know i mean how many times have you just seen one you know how often have you seen a hendrick car run not can't even run in the top 25 and in the last couple years you've seen that yeah it's it's just so so much different the new car that was uh, norm do you have any more you want to go with that sorry no you're you keep going y'all are good that was another topic i would was wanting to hear Cobb's. you know what he thought about the go new right car. Into, i think what, Cobb what said, we, two, what, this will be the third year is that right Cobb? yeah i think it was 21 yeah, 
What yeah, this will be the third season with a new car. Um, you, you've got just so many changes with it. You know, essentially the the rear suspension of the car. Yeah. From the late seventies to the eighties, you know, to the early eighties had essentially not changed. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a lot of changes. You know, in the in the front, you know, the, the same basic design was there, but there were changes. But in the rear. You know, it was, you know, still had a truck arm and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, truck arm. <laughs> so, you know, going going into, uh, you know, fully independent suspension on the back um, just really just changed so much stuff. And, and I think that part of that um, has been the increased level of grip that that independent rear has given the car that has actually sort of hurt the the product on the, track yeah. as far as how good the racing's been. You know, if it's just got so much grip that they really have got to get some of that, that mechanical grip or aero grip out of the car. That, do you know why they went to that uh, independent rear suspension style? Was it because it was more in line with IMSA? I believe so, um, but... I just really wish they they had not done that. Me they too. could have went to a four link system, yeah, uh, and still went with a coilovers, you know, coilovers all the way around the car. Right. But the uh, the independent rear has proven that it's it's significantly less beefier than the solid rear axle housing. Yeah, you see that with the truck arms, or they call them. You know, mm-hmm. just barely tap. Well, I, I think they got them somewhat better, but uh, at first they were just barely tapping the wall, and there goes a truck arm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, not truck arm. What's the word? Toe link. Toe link. Sorry, we just said truck arm. Yeah, toe links. So yeah, it's it, uh, obviously they're going to have growing pains, but I just I didn't know what you thought about it after two years. If I personally, <laughs> I'm just so old school. I like a solid, you know, rear end, but that's just me. <laughs> Like a Ford nine inch solid. They didn't. Rear end. They didn't ask me. They they didn't ask me either. I I you all whatever y'all were. I know nothing about what y'all what y'all were talking about. Toe arms. Your listeners might. They might, <laughs> and they will be very. But Norm, just being honest with everyone that's paying, I I did that's above my pay grade. Hey, that's all right. I just I just know that there's wrecking, and then there's there's not, and people blame the car a lot. I do know that much. I have heard that when I watch the thing, they talk about the car. It's a problem. So. Oh. Who makes who makes that decision? Like, who is there a NASCAR governing body that says we're going to do this? I'm pretty sure they have a. There's probably a committee, right? Right, Cobb? Yeah, they have a technical center over there, and they they will actually, you know, at the end of every race, you know, one car goes back and gets stripped down to the totally to the bare bones, down to the bolt. Um, but there's a whole group of people over there at that R and D center that that make all these decisions. Um, one thing that, that you've not had in the past is, you know, all the components, not everything, but a large portion of the components are all controlled through vendors. You know, they actually, I'm not 100% sure on, on what I'm about to say here, but I believe that the majority of the components actually are shipped to NASCAR and then NASCAR distributes them um, themselves. Okay. Okay. See, I I guess I do like that, and well, I'm kind of chiming off here what you're going, but that everybody, assumingly, you know, unless you're going to build you an extra, 
you know, a, a fuel tank that holds an extra gallon of gas. There's no cheating, you know, quote air quotes cheating, mm. but that everything is supposed to be on a quote unquote level playing field as far as NASCAR goes. And it's more driver or how you can skirt the cheating without getting caught. And several people have gotten caught last year, which I'm a fan for. I, I think if you're not cheating, you're losing. It's norm opinion. It, everyone cheats in every sport that there is. And so I'm here for it and I encourage it. You know, if, if I if my NASCAR team we're gonna figure out the loophole and figure it out. You know, they're just guidelines. They're not actually rules, is how I like to look at that. Well, for me personally, if it's black and white, it's black and white, but there's there's usually some gray area there that you can play with. And I think some of the teams that you're talking about got caught quote unquote cheating. No, they were Rocky, prob- they were Rocky probably- hold <laughs> hold on, hold on. They weren't cheating. they were just misinterpreted the rule. Okay. That's, well I think they were say. testing the waters of that said rule. <laughs> and and what the penalty was too i think sometimes they're doing that to see what they can get away with early i could see that i could see that but it is you know that's just normal slots. i'm more of a black and white if it says it don't do it type but i you know that's not nascar's necessarily mo it's they've they've got a celebration of skirting the rules all through history I, you know, and some pretty ingenious stuff look I, up smoking unit sometime that guy was crazy smoking unit. okay i will add him into the list of the things but anyways but yeah nowadays they've they've basically made it a cookie cutter car kind of <laughs> which isn't the most the worst thing in the world but it, uh, a lot of the guys that like the innovation and don't like it so okay. I, I see i see both sides i okay. guess cobb what's your your thought on cheating <laughs> in nascar well i'm not a big fan of cheating as oh you know just, just because of being being a racer myself you know playing in the gray area is one thing that that's not cheating that's innovating Okay. But you know when it's when it's black and white, you know you just don't cross that line. But I think that that this car has created a lot of more people wanting to move into that gray area, even if it's if it's kind of into the black and white, because it they're just so close. So close. Um, How do you pass somebody that's yeah. a half of a tenth faster than you or slower than you? Yeah, I mean. It really has brought the the competition together, which is definitely a good thing. But I do think that there should be a little more um, options for adjustments and, and things that the teams can do on their own um, because it, it just it, – it actually improves the product if there's, if there's more engineering and, and stuff like that. But I understand – if you if you let them do that, you know, five years down the road, mm-hmm. you're going to be back in the boat where somebody's going to get out in the lead and they're just going to they're going to lap the field if if you give it too much. So it's just a give and take game. Uh, what do you think about? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, there's a spider here <laughs> threw me off. Uh, every, well, I was watching an old race the other day, and. This is from I think it was eighty five, maybe maybe the ninety, somewhere in that neighborhood. But they the drivers were saying the same thing. It's hard to pass, and I think it's more, it's it's arrow now for sure. But uh, I thought about this. I'm not smart enough to figure it out. Do you have a way to figure out this whole arrow problem, Cobb? Uh, as far as being able I'm to not race smart and pass enough for that, <laughs> I feel like we used to see more passes. Uh, I don't know, all the way through the nineties. I think that I think that the cars have too much aero grip myself. Yeah. So that now when a car gets up behind another car, 
it you just you lose the front end yeah um you know and how many times have you seen them where they're running where they're running side by side and you know even at, at a track like atlanta you know the other car will get down really close to the to the right right door of the inside car and almost can wreck them yeah absolutely. you know just by just by that air so i think that you've got to take the aero dependency away from the car as much as possible which i think this new car was intended to do that intended, with all yeah. the duck work and the under tray and all those things but it, it could be now that that they've also got so much mechanic so much more mechanical grip that it's it's canceled out what they yeah it just kind of equaled out to where it's no different hey i'm all for making these cars harder to drive I mean, I know it's not easy. It's not. And the, and Norm, you watch an in-car and not being from racing world yourself, you don't know that it's hard or not just by watching these guys' in-car cameras. But to me, watching, they'll say, oh, look how loose they are. And they're just, they're barely moving they're barely their hands. The when you go watch these dirt guys, their hands are everywhere. When they say throwing hands, they're throwing hands. <laughs> well, that, that SVG guy, I mean, he wasn't even using his brake pedal in Chicago last year. Oh, SVG's he, a, he's my He's my new favorite guy. But I, I just, I'm not. No, you're good. I'm no, no, no. There, here we go. ADHD. Squirrel. ADHD. But no, I just feel like to me, I wish they were harder to drive. I feel like they used to be harder to drive, and you know, until until uh, say Gordon era, you had to be at least like 35 or so before you got, or at least 30 before you got in these cars, because you know it took, in my opinion, it took a burly man to handle these cars sometimes, and uh, they've got them to where they handle so good that, I mean, look. 16 year old kids can get in and drive them they can go straight from i racing to a real car yeah that's what i was about to say is it is it ty gibbs that went from i racing straight to nascar i mean essentially like overnight byron Byron. okay but but i mean to your point i mean it's that that is kind of crazy it shouldn't that anybody can just drive their simulator at home and then just that transition it automatically to nascar yeah i'm not going to say it's easy it's not i'm just saying it shouldn't be as easy as it is (laughs) <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> i'm with you and then and then i'm going to throw something in there i feel like what they need to do is start enforcing some track limits what because what blaffles my mind like the last you've got 48 cars wide on some of those turns <laughs> i don't even understand like when you're watching it and you see them like down on the apron i don't first and foremost coming from formula one where if you if a tire touches the line it's a five second penalty it is just craziness that they just just skirt out there like you know it's birds flying through a field or something. i don't even that's a horrible analogy but dude, the analogy i'm using is you go from two cars to 17 wide down some stretches i love it i love it i just feel like it's a little chaotic at times it can be uh that's just that's just part of nascar i think i like we it. don't want to be the f1 that says oh you went an inch too I far know. I know. penalty penalty no and that's that's a lot of that is norm. I'm trying to take these the ultimate white guy sport in Formula One and conform it to the southernest most sport ever NASCAR and be like mm-hmm. follow these rules. But you know it's it's norm. I just think it's funny that they do that. And then you can't get below the double yellow at uh, Super Daytona. Well, you, you die. I mean, just no, no, no. I'm just saying craziness. if you pass below, okay. it's illegal. Okay. They will dock you there. Okay. So there is a little bit of that, but not as much as you're saying like i know what you're saying like you watch phoenix race yeah the phoenix race and they go down to dogleg and just woof, yeah spread out. they're all over the place but somehow they usually work it out there where i don't like it is the newer uh road courses we have like, oh yeah the i way don't they, like the, road the way they have thing. turn one set up in indy and uh is it austin 
we look like a bunch of idiots. I say we. Uh, I'm a uh, NASCAR fan. We, yeah. we're the community, uh, they, I should say. Watkins and I know like, they can drive, but they, they, we look like idiots banging off each other in that turn one. They need to change the start line or something. What yeah, do you think? for NASCAR at, at Coda. I would agree with that. Because yeah. that is like a yeah, 90 start degree line, turn. Start line definitely needs an adjustment there, for sure. Similar to what they've done at uh, – at the Roval. Yeah. I like it at Watkins Glen. That's where I noticed it the most, where they literally take up from like grass to wall on both sides on one of those turns. <laughs> I think they call it some school bus turn or something. Literally, it's a school bus wide with the amount of people that are off track. Oh, the bus like. stop. Bus stop. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get too too terribly wide there. Okay. I've come around, by the speaking, I'll just veer off just for a second. No, you. I'm old enough to be where people just hated real courses in NASCAR. Mm-hmm. It was like if it was a road course that week, that dad wouldn't even watch, you know. So, but now that I appreciate driving so much more, I actually like road courses, and I want to see them. I think it's a good, a good split of round track and uh, road well, courses. I think, and Cobb, you can talk on this, but I think at the end of the playoffs, is there two super speedways and two road courses to end this season, the twenty four season, or am I make believing that? I feel like that's correct. But I'm not 100% sure because my NASCAR knowledge is, you know, it's it's top tier compared to your guys's. But I feel like the end of the playoffs, it's two speedways and then one of them is the Roval and then it's not Road America because I don't think they race there anymore. The, the big deal is the cutoff races, which is, I think, the Roval. Or maybe, maybe it's the cutoff into the playoffs or those. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling the schedule up right now. That's what I was trying um, to look at. <laughs> Everybody's looking. Norm, just taking Norm's word yeah. for it here is wrong. I wouldn't do that, but I, th- I feel like it's maybe close. Round of uh, round of 16, you've got, with, which is your first, you know, the first cutoff races. Uh, you've got Watkins Glen in the middle. Your second round, uh, which is round of 12, you've got the Roval as your last race. Oh, yeah, the Roval's a okay. cutoff. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm with Rocky. Um, I've always enjoyed the road courses, but I've, I'm also very glad to see that they've expanded it. I think the Roval is an excellent race. Uh, it's a very exciting track. Coda is another one that I that I really like. But they do need to they need to tweak that start start line. They need to push it back. Um, you know, into maybe the last somewhere between the last two or three turns of the track to get everybody kind of spread out yeah. a little bit before yeah, get they, they get to that turn one. Cause I mean, it's, it turn one there is just, it's a parking lot. I mean, it's, <laughs> you're down to first gear. You're doing a U-turn basically. 40 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and it's even, even for my formula one fans, it's even hard for the formula one guys. They, they wrecked there last year too. So it's not just you NASCAR guys. It's, <laughs> it's the formula one guys. Too. Hey Cobb's, uh, yeah. Cobb's formula one as well. You watch that, don't you? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we've squirreled now. Who's your Who's your guy in uh, Formula One, Cobb? Verstappen. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see Norm, or maybe oh, you did. Can he see you? God, he, he can't see. I don't what? have my camera on. I am, I am not a Max spit. Verstappen fan. This is not a Formula okay. One podcast. <laughs> so, so who you like? Well, I really I'm a George Russell guy. I'm not. I, but listen, you, okay. you, you might have thought that I, I was like him. a Lewis Hamilton guy. I'm not. Lewis is great for the sport. He's world ambassador, whatever you want to say about Lewis Hamilton. But I, I can't get on the Max Verstappen bandwagon. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, I understand you can compare it to Lewis Hamilton, what we're seeing now. I'm just just not a fan of either one of those guys. I really like Danny Rick, but George Russell's my guy. So Yeah, well, Verstappen, it, he is as close to a 
NASCAR driver in Formula One as as you're going to get. Yeah, and he's a really good driver just on anything. Everywhere he's a good driver. So it's yeah. not just that. So I think he'll end up getting bored with Formula One and go on to something else is my kind of just from his comments and things like that. But and you all didn't come here for my Formula One spiel. But it's me and Cobber. He doesn't like Denny Hamlin, and now I don't like Max Verstappen. You can see where this is going. We've set up a, a villain <laughs> podcast here. As I was just going to say, I'm seeing a theme over here, Norm. You like the villain. Uh, you like the bump and run. I mean, not the bump and run. That's okay. But the wrecking. Yeah. I feel like you. That's your. You like a heel. Yeah, I'm just I'm going to stand on that. George Russell, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't know if I Formula One, but yeah. it's okay. It's if you want to get into it, it starts. Uh, I think this it's either this weekend or next weekend. It starts right along with NASCAR. They follow each. Oh, pop top again over there. Um, Monster time. So, but yeah, but you all didn't come for it. Formula One talk. We'll we'll get on that another time. Uh, I guess we're we're running it. We're at like the fifty-ish minute mark here. So let's wrangle it in. I know a lot of people are, you know, this podcast is getting long, but let's talk. We've not talked about this NASCAR thing, and NASCAR officially starts a week from now, next week, if I'm not mistaken, with the Daytona to kick everything off. Who do you all think will shine next week? Do we have any, like, uh, dark horses that could win it, possibly? I know it's a super speedway, so really it could come down to some no-name guy we've never heard of could win it, but do you all have any early predictions? Uh, And, Cobb, I'll start with you since you're virtual. Uh, on, on a dark horse, or who do you think's got a good shot at winning the the kickoff next week? Well, speaking of dark horse, you know Ford is swapping to the Mustang dark horse uh, body style this year. Yeah, um, oh, we didn't we didn't and, touch on that yet. Well, we so, can, yeah. let's do it. Cobb, no. segue nice. Cobb, take it away. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think I don't think Daytona is going to be a place that you might see you know a a change there as far as whether it'll it'll lead into the season but i i definitely think that you know also i forgot that toyota did change uh their aero package for this year not sure that it went with a design change for the car but you know they can they can alter their their aero you know at the end of each year mildly uh so daytona not necessarily will will it specifically help them or not but what I do think that they probably made some changes for is probably for the car to draft better because one thing you've seen with this newer car is that some of the nose pieces don't match up with the tail sections and you just, you know, some, some cars just, you know, like crossing, I think it was, was it Fords and Chevrolets that, that really had some major problems uh, pushing. I I cannot remember, remember, but, it seems like there's always, not always, but yeah. you know, that happens sometimes. The bumpers just do not work together at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think that, that your your dark horse going into Daytona, you know, and, and not necessarily is a, is a dark horse themselves, is, you know, you've got Michael McDowell, which is a great plate racer. He's somebody that, that could win. Um, or even somebody like uh, Josh Berry. Um, but, you know, your givens for, for Daytona are have got to be, you know, your Chase Elliott's. Um, Denny Hamlin is yep. an excellent plate racer. Logano. Uh, Joey Logano's another one, you know, that, that, you know, you just can't. Daytona is just not a, not a track that you can look back at history and say, you know, these are the top two guys that's got a chance to win. It's anybody's race. If they stay out of trouble, that's number one. Yep. And two, make the right moves at the right time. Yeah, it's a 
I, I tell anybody that doesn't follow NASCAR enough, anybody in that race that's around at the end of the race can win. Well, I think, sorry, I'm stepping on your toes here, but wasn't it Travis Pastrana last year as a top 20 finish at Daytona? I'm pretty sure he was up there in the mix at the very end last year. I I could be totally wrong, but I want to say, I know there's a big wreck for the, is it the Coca-Cola 500 that's the one around 4th of July at Daytona? Yeah, but I think I swear, it might even been top ten. He was in the mix for it last year, and you're right. He got in one of those lanes where everybody drafts, and the left side passed the right side, or the right side passed the left side at the very end of the race. That was Cup, right, with uh, Hamlin? Yeah, 2011. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah, I, I remember thinking he's got a good shot here. Yep. Because I think whoever was talking about it was like, oh, this is it, and I was like, oh my gosh, he's really got a thing. And then I think there was that one of those big huge wrecks. And but anyway, but he was he was in the mix for it last year. So to your point. Anyone that's hanging around at the very end of that thing's got a shot at winning. Not saying you don't gotta have a little bit of know how. I'm just saying, yeah. If and you're I'm in not, the race, you probably have know how. Yeah. And if you're in the race, you got a chance to win. Yeah. And I'm not taking anything good away chance. from Travis Pastrana. The guy's crazy, but I'm just saying that dude's good for any sport. I think yeah. he's just so likable. I've seen him even drag race, and he's really good <laughs> yeah. at that too. So must be in his genes, or that he's just a steel plate from the hips down i wish i had his mentality just in life he just seems so happy-go-lucky of course he's got a good a good gig going it's that or the, the painkillers he's on every day That's highly the possible two. too poor guy i'm just saying just saying uh is there any I'll, I'll follow up here with another daytona question are there any rookies that have made the and i don't and i'm again i don't understand the progression of where you, you know if you dirt track or ISIM or whatever your progression to get to NASCAR. But is there any rookies out there that we need to pay attention to that like, hey, this guy's got a shot of, of making some noise or some people following him? Any anybody like that? And I don't even know. Cobb, I'll I'll shoot that one to you if you've got any rookies that we need to pay attention to or, or guys Norm needs to follow because they're they're hateful or, or they're just easy, nice guys. Well, I was actually just looking at the uh entry list for Daytona and I really don't see, you know, any any rookies. I'm not sure that there's even even any rookies running running the full season. Okay, that's good. Norm did a good question there. Yep. I, had, I had a good idea, and it just fell flat on its face. That's fine. Who is Josh Berry? Is this technically his rookie? That, that I think uh, he just ran. A, I don't know. I don't know with he, he with him in. running. Yeah, because yeah, because he ran he ran what ten fifteen races or so. I can't remember. I can't. I I think maybe he ran ten to fifteen. I'm going to agree with God about that. <laughs> you all know way more about it than I do. I just uh, so boy. something not not Daytona specific, but something he's in the Kevin Harvick's old car. Okay, which is Stuart Haas, which we just said stunk it up last year. So yeah. we'll see if they make a turnaround this okay. year. Okay, Josh Berry seems to be a good dude. Tennessee guy. Okay, go Vols. There you go, Norm. You got okay. somebody pull for okay. Tennessee. Tennessee guy. Okay. All right. That's right. Am I saying that right, Cobb? Yeah. Nashville yeah, Andersonville, area. I believe. Andersonville, yeah. Okay. That's over toward Nashville, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that, that was my last question I think I was going to ask. Um, I would like to thank both of you all for being here. This was fantastic. Norm, it's learned a lot today that I don't know anything about NASCAR other <laughs> than people's names and that I want the villain to always win and that Max Verstappen is John Cobb's guy. And I'm just, I, ever since then, I can't, I can't function. No, that I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. John, do you like the, the Max Verstappen song that he gets? Max Verstappen. You know the one I'm talking about, the EDM song? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my son loves it. Okay. I, I don't so much. Oh, come on now. 
Um, but that's all I got. Do you all have any part? Oh, hold on. Rocky's got a thought. No, I was just going to say, we don't have time today to get into this. I feel no. like it might take a minute, but I'll, maybe next time. No, yeah. We hey. could talk about the uh, TV money. Oh, the yes, media. yes. The charter thing. Yes. And then, yes. yeah, the charters and then the RTA negotiations. Uh, them not having a deal with the RTA, that's kind of a red flag for me. What do you think, Cobb? Yeah. Real, real quick. Yeah, that's. Uh... I don't really, there's a lot to that. There's a lot of moving pieces there, Um, but that's something we need to, we could definitely touch on in the future. We probably need to do a little little research into into all the moving pieces on that. Me and Norm were talking about that previously. If I'm saying this right, RTA is almost like a union for drivers. Oh, well, the teams. Similar. Similar, yeah. So they got Mm -hmm. a say in what happens, and then they work with NASCAR. Yeah, okay. But yeah, we'll touch on that at some point. Yeah, I mean, I I am always open to, to do this again. I mean, I talk to myself normally, so having people around us is, is better to talk to. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe we do some quarterly reports here. Quarterly reports, yeah. We, we'll come back after the Daytona 500. I mean, they yeah. do they do race pretty well weekly from February to uh, oh, yeah. November. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's there's lots of, of NASCAR that happens between now and then. And Cobb's a Formula One guy, so we could even talk about Max Verstappen winning probably all 25 races next year. There you go. Which is depressing <laughs> to think about. <laughs> he can let George win win one or two. I'm okay with that. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. I just don't. What do you think about the Christian Horner news? Sorry, we've totally derailed now under Formula One talk. Do you think he's going to get in trouble and leave? I really don't think he is. I think it's just whatever. Nah. I don't either. I mean, I want him to because I don't like Red Bull, but but that's beside the point. I do. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm the most shocking thing to me is that they did not let and ready Cadillac in Formula One. That, yeah. that to me was just shocking. I, yeah, and I was it, Rocky was asking me about that, and I was like, "Well, I think Formula One needs Andretti more than Andretti needs Formula One." It's kind of the vibe that I was getting there. So I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, I want them to do that, and and Ford is also they're going to have a motor in Formula One pretty soon too. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just wanted another team there just to have more cars on the racetrack for when they qualify and that's the most exciting part of any formula one race is rocky knows it's qualifying uh but that's all i was there for so but anyway this is not formula one talk we'll we'll do that another time so but i want to thank john for getting on here and, and shooting some nascar love with us we will for sure get back and do this again i want to thank rocky as always for joining me and, and bouncing rebuttal things back and forth rocky what do you i know you've got it looks like you want to say something so please oh no he doesn't no, I'm just, just, you're just happy, putting your just shades happy on. to be here with my shades, my gargoyles. Okay. <laughs> Cobb, do you have any parting words you want to share with the people? No, just appreciate the opportunity, as always. No, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. So we will we will for sure get together again soon in the near future, and uh, we'll do this again soon. Oh, yeah. we got to get Cobb back on with his contacts. Remember? Oh, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. I'll, can't drop anything just yet. I'm not but, teasing okay. anything, but Cobb knows a lot of people in the circle. <laughs> the left-hand turn circle that I don't know. So maybe we'll we'll take him up on that offer to get somebody way more intelligent on here than Cobb, which is saying a lot because <laughs> he knows a lot about NASCAR. So we'll just maybe we'll get an in-driver perspective of how things go. Is that teased enough? I think I teased that well enough. I'm not sure that's the route we were going, but oh, okay, maybe I don't even know where we're going then. What? Which is not far from the truth. Norm usually doesn't know what he's doing mm-hmm. nine times out of ten. That's more business side, maybe. Okay, business side. Business is fine. Yeah. I will, we can talk analytics and numbers. Yeah, well, okay. Four lefts make a circle. Uh-huh. 
if you if you hit them just right <laughs> and you're not on a road track <laughs> so all right i want to thank everybody for getting together and listening to us we will get together again and you can hear us talk about i don't know maybe a handful of races maybe we try to do this once a month once the season gets going or something along those lines but uh, for john and rocky i am norm thank you for spending the last hour or so with us talking nascar and i will see you in the future i love each and every one of you goodbye goodbye Thank you.